Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Westchester Talk Radio, westchestertalkradio.com. I'm John Marino. We are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeston Oil, the house that's service built. By Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis. By Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard. By White Plains Hospital. By Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of Armonk. And by Tompkins Mayo Pack Bank. Here on the beat in Westchester, we are joined by Howard Sturman. Howard Sturman is the publisher and CEO of the Sound Shore Areas hometown media group, both online and on your local newsstand. Howard, which are your publications out there locally on our newsstands? Well, thank you, John, first of all, for having me. Uh, And uh, our newspapers, which have been uh, in existence for over 21 years, uh, are in the city of Rye, Harrison, uh, Harrison and Purchase, uh, Maronick and Larchmont, uh, New Rochelle, and all of Eastchester, Bronxville, Tuckahoe, and Eastchester. Uh, we cover nine communities in total. You are also a long time, 21 years, at WBOX in New Rochelle, political analyst at VOX in New Rochelle, 1460 AM. With that in mind, it's kind of quiet around here politically at the moment. I have a feeling things will heat up. Were you surprised that Christine Sculte, the Republican candidate for county executive, was able to garner 40 percent of the vote overall against incumbent George Latimer, who still won re-election by 20 points? But I thought Christine Sculte might get 40 votes overall instead of 40 percent. Well, no, I'm not surprised. Um, Traditionally, the Republican registration comes out in a very high turnout in local elections as compared to on a presidential year uh, versus the Democrats. And with the, with the turnout, it brings it very close. I mean, if you asked me to guess before the race, I would have said 38%. Uh, but uh, I'm not shocked at all by 40. This was a strictly party line vote, both sides. If you are Christine Sculpey, Seeing what happened in New Jersey, where the challenger almost beat incumbent Governor Phil Murphy in Virginia, what happened around the tri-state area out on Long Island and in other places close to home and far away, too. Are you sitting there, if you are Christine Sculte, right now saying, maybe I could have, should have done more, maybe I could have put at least more into, I guess, more of a scare into George Latimer, and who knows, maybe I could have pulled it out. Well, uh, probably she has to be saying that, uh, but uh, I think the results would have been the same. Possibly, if this election is in 23, it could have been a very different turnout. All right, thank you. Why two years from now a different turnout? Uh, Well, first of all, I think there's going to be a big backlash uh, based on the current polls uh, with the Democrats and the Biden administration. Uh, so either they're going to say stay home, uh, or I think the independents, which has traditionally gone in Westchester close to the Democratic side, well, not traditionally, it has in the last 10 years, let's say, 
Um, and uh, so I think it could be a whole different race. Now, is it going to be different in 24? I don't know. It's a presidential year. Depends on who the presidential candidate is, who uh, on both sides. Uh, but yeah, this is this was not her year, and you know I, I'd be shocked if she does this again. I'd be surprised. Um, is there a lot of discontent around Westchester among Democrats? There is nationally. Is that trickled down locally? Yeah, I, I I I get both sides. Uh, you know, I I have. Uh, friends that tell me, how could I have voted for this guy? And then uh, I have friends that'll say, hey, I think he's doing a terrific job. And um, unfortunately, when I asked them, like, in which particular department would you say that in, they have a little trouble answering that. Uh, but um, I do have, I, I would say it's evenly split amongst my Democratic friends. It's governor's race time, a year away primaries coming up in about seven months or thereabouts. Let's look at the Democratic and the Republican side. Democrats first. It seems like everybody's throwing their hat into the ring, even though the party chairman, Jay Jacobs from Nassau County, has already endorsed the incumbent governor, Kathy Hochul, who took over from the ousted and disgraced Andrew Cuomo. He did resign, but he was kind of ousted, you could say, because if he didn't resign, that's probably likely what would have happened. Jay Jacobs says Kathy Hochul is the one for us. Shouldn't everybody at that point fall in line? The boss of the party spoke. We have to fall in line and support here, although that's not really the case because the latest to pop out now is Jumani Williams from New York City. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, let me start by saying very few people know the party bosses in any one of these any of the the counties in New York. But uh, he's still the boss. Yeah, he's the boss, only to himself, because nobody, you know, it's not like, you know, the old days, uh, like on Long Island, uh, if you were a member of the of the party uh, and you said, hey, my son uh, just graduated college, can't get a job. Okay, we got him in parks and recreation. Uh, you know, just remember us, uh, you know, next election time. Uh, those days are over. Uh, it was... It was basically in Nassau County, for example, was a Republican Tammany Hall. Uh, Bruce Blakeman won the race for county executive. He's run for practically every position on a state level and a number of posts locally in Nassau. And he's never really won. If I'm Bruce Blakeman, I'm sitting there election night and saying, wait a second, did I win? Yeah. What do I do now? Look, I think uh, I just want to go back. Uh, Bruce Blakeman, I I don't think is a, a statewide candidate. Um, I don't think Letitia James is going to get the party nod. Uh, I think she sort of hurt herself even with the throwing her hat in the ring so quick as uh, after um, trampling on uh, Andrew Cuomo. Um, Which she still is, it seems. She's still going yeah. after him. Yeah. Uh, she's going to still do that because she has to justify what she, what did. she did. Yep. Uh, whether, you know, I'm not commenting on whether he's innocent or guilty. Uh, I think that time will tell the story on that, uh, not the media. But um, the, I think that the two big candidates are, first of all, I have to say, the current governor, Kathy Hochul, has turned out to be a very impressive attack dog. She is a political person 
that I never expected her to see her. I think she can wage a campaign against anybody. She also so, seems to be getting under the goat of uh, getting the goat of Andrew Cuomo right now with the things she's right. doing. Yes. Purging her administration of anybody and everybody associated with Andrew. And, and he and his people thing. have spoken up about that. And I think they kind of consider Kathy Hochul now part of the crowd who brought him down. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if she was behind the scenes at all. Uh, I can't I can't comment on that. All I can comment is is that she's a tough person from Buffalo area, uh, and I would not uh, try to take her Buffalo wings away from her. Uh, she is she is a tough lady. The other candidate who is a solid candidate, a solid Democratic candidate, is Tom Swasey of Long Island of Nassau. Nassau. Yep. Yeah. Uh, former county Congressman executive. Tom Swasey, who has been very middle of the road during Excuse the budget me. negotiations. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. He's a very strong candidate, uh, very popular, uh, will garner a heavy independent vote, um, uh, as as will Hochul. You know, uh, I think it would be a battle royale between Swasey and Hochul. Uh, I don't see any of the other players being a real candidate. Is Kathy Hochul doing the right thing by basically kicking out anybody and everybody associated with Andrew Cuomo that happened to be around her still? Well, first of all, she has to question whether they're her friend or their foe. Uh, and uh, I would do the same thing. Uh, I don't want people working in my administration that are looking to, you know, leak stuff and throw. I, I would absolutely clean house. I agree with her. Um, whatever her reason is. The end of this, it's her time. She should have people she she should trust. So I don't I don't dispute her for that. That's I think she's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. We hear talk that Andrew Cuomo might be interested in running for attorney general. It's kind of like when does the guy learn? And then you see more and more what's happening with the Camiso charges up in the Albany area. We'll see if that goes any farther than where it is right now. It seems like Andrew is the one, according to sources, that is the one floating, whether or not he might be able to run for attorney general. He has a pretty big war chest from his days as governor. It's still taking money in, I guess, more than 18 million in that war chest right now. Does he have a hope in hell of possibly being AG if he runs? I don't see how. Do you think he'll run, first of all? No. No? No, Why keep throwing his name out there then, just to keep him uh, liable? He's got to justify. He has to justify. Uh, he's got a big campaign war chest. He's got to be able to spend some of that to get his name out there. Uh, there's limitations on what he can do with that money. Uh, and I think he would like to be a power broker at some point in time and and swing some of that money around uh, to, to garner uh, somebody, have a friend somewhere in government. In the end, if he decides not to run for office anymore, if he decides his political career, at least as an office holder, is done, can he put the remaining money in his pocket? I don't believe so. I think they can go on and pay office expenses. Uh, They can pay transportation expenses. Those would have to be some pretty big expenses. I know they go to. You have to own staples at that point, I think, to spend that kind of money. Right. Well, he could justify going to, like, for example, he wanted to go to Florida for some convention. Right. Uh, you know, he could stay at the Four Seasons or something like that. Uh, yeah, they 
they find ways to spend that money. They contribute a lot to either the, the, the state party or some of the local parties or to individual candidates. Uh, but I, at the end of the day, I don't think they can put that in their pocket. Could he use that money to maybe staff a bunch of people who might help him write a book? He could do that. Which he's, they say he's done already without really paying anybody and getting people to, quote, volunteer, unquote. Right. And now, well, yeah, the Jacob situation now, Joint Commission on Public Ethics in New York is saying pretty much that Andy's book deal is not copacetic. Jacob says it's not copacetic after all. What took them so long? Uh, I think that they were playing the, the politics card and see what happens with them. Uh, first of all, I, he can write all the books he wants. I don't know if anybody's going to read them. Nobody's interested in him anymore. Is he in danger uh, of having to give back the money he's gotten from his publisher up to this point? I don't think he's gotten all the 5.1 mil yet. I think it was in three installments, well, a big one of two or three million, and then yeah. one and one. I'm sure he's going to be in litigation to get his final payments. Um, but uh, I don't. I think the only thing that they can do is uh, allege that he um, knew, knowingly uh, lied in that book uh, and try to get their money back. But I think they've, they've wasted money before, so it's not new to them. If you allege, you have to prove. That's right, yeah. And nobody wants to spend, you know, they could spend a half a million dollars trying to get back a million. Um, not worth the energy and the, and the corporate resources. Howard Sturman, publisher, CEO, hometown media group around the Sound Shore area, online on newsstands around the Sound Shore area of Westchester, longtime political analyst, more than 20 years at WVOX 1460 AM in New Rochelle. Howard Sturman, over to the Republican side of the coin. Our good friend Steve Greenberg up at the Siena Polling Institute outside Albany took a survey a few weeks ago amongst the declared Republican candidates for governor. And Andrew Giuliani scored the highest by far in name recognition over Long Island Congressman Lee Zeldin and Westchester's Rob Astorino. Steve says, I don't think come primary time next June, that's going to be the case. But right now, that's the case. So if I had to pick a winner, if they held the Republican primary today, I'd have to go with Andrew Giuliani. Well, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, and uh, um, I would tell you that uh, I think Steve Greenberg was also the guy that said Hillary Clinton was going to beat Trump by over 10 percentage points, too, in his poll. So um, I, I would not go to the bank with that. Uh, Andrew Giuliani might be able to raise a couple of bucks for that, uh, but uh, I don't see him as a viable candidate. He's green. Um, I'm not saying he's not bright, uh, but he's green. He doesn't have any experience, and you don't walk out of you go to zero to 100 miles an hour, you know, overnight. Steve said it's not about Andrew Giuliani, it's about Rudy Giuliani, his father. Everybody knows him. They hear and know that Giuliani name. So, of course, they say, yeah, it's a we negative. Know. it could be a negative now because of his association with Trump. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think Andrew Giuliani is really trying to position himself to run for mayor of New York City next time around? Four years. Yes, down the road? yes I think you so. I think, I think he believes he's got a shot at it. Uh -huh. uh, and, you know, uh, who knows what could happen? You know, look, I'm hopeful the current uh, newly elected mayor 
does a good job. Eric Adams? Uh, yes, because he's got a lot of work. It's all uphill from where he's at. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing him make some significant changes over an incompetent administration prior. Uh, and incompetent is being kind. Speaking uh, of which, does Bill de Blasio have any chance at all to be governor, to get that Democratic nomination? Maybe if he goes to Bermuda, they might call him governor. Uh, <laughs> not here. Yeah, not here. Do you think he will run? All indications are that he will. Yeah, you know, a lot of these politicians that I know personally, and after a while they start to believe their own uh, own Press clippings or their own, what they write in their own minds, right? Right, I was going to go their a little legends further. in their own minds. I was going to go a little further than that, but uh, I don't know whether you get fined uh, like radio does. But, uh, yeah, uh, you start to believe your own BS, you know you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Eric Adams seems to be the kind of guy who does want to work to fix New York City. Lots of experience as Brooklyn Borough president, was state senator, uh, New York City NYPD police captain. So I think he's got what it takes to bring all elements of the power player community in New York City. He has the real estate connections also too, seemingly. He seems like he, like with the city reopening, likes to be out there hobnobbing, obviously making inroads for his incoming administration. Whereas Bill de Blasio has been criticized as somebody who hated Manhattan, thought the outer boroughs, except for Staten Island, basically got jobbed and robbed. And that's what his political career in New York City has been about. Can Eric Adams take this ball and turn it around? Maybe with the help to some extent of his vanquished Republican mayoral election opponent, Curtis Leva. Yeah, I think they're going to team up. Uh, Curtis Leva was a good man. I know him. Uh, he's a good man. Uh, if he says he's going to work with Adams to help build the city back up, you can believe that he really means it. Um, and it's not just political talk. Uh, so, um, you know, he, he, yeah, I think it was just not his time, uh, particularly in the city of New York. I think it's going to be very hard for many years to come for a Republican candidate to take back that city. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but, uh, I think it's a little too early to start predicting. Uh, let's see how Adams does. Uh, I'm hopeful that he does a good job, uh, and, uh, moves on and he's a relatively young guy, uh, compared to me, I guess, uh, most people are, but uh, you're a young guy. You're younger than me. And I wish <laughs> pretty close. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> pretty close. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, in fact, I saw a guy with a goatee the other day and I said, you look like Manny G. Krebs. And he said to me, who's that? Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. I said, gee, I, I am getting old. Mm -hmm. So Manny G. Krebs. I've seen a few people around lately who look like him. Matter of fact, if you go to Williamsburg, you'll see a lot of people who look like Maynard G. Krebs, of course, from Toby the Gillis. Toby Gillis show. Yeah. Howard Sturman, as we move into... 2022, just a few weeks down the road. The Democratic Party nationally, we touched upon it, seems to be in disarray. Will we get a $1.7, $1.8 trillion spending bill out of D.C. after all? Or as Joey mentioned, just too much of a power player who knows how to play all sides, knows how to call himself Democrat, but knows how also to represent the mostly, mostly Republican state of West Virginia is he the real power player in Washington, D.C., and everything funnels through 
now through the guy I call Joey Manch. Well, he he is a power player. You can't take that away from him. He's positioned himself to be that. But let's start by what this bill is phony, and uh, it's it's a it's a crock. And the Democrats that are voting in favor of it, as well as some of the Republicans that voted in the past in favor, they're walking off a plank. Um, and you know, we've already seen that they've lied to us about the cost, uh, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. It's all full of gimmicks. And two years from now, you know, we're going to look back at this, and if they pass it, they say, "Oh my God, this is this is going to be five to seven trillion, uh, and uh, and with no way of getting it back." And it doesn't matter whether Republicans come in, uh, because once you start giving out stuff to people. It's not easy to take it back. Uh, so uh, my my hope is that we're not relying on Mansion alone. Uh, I think there's a Cinema. couple of I, cinemas, another one, but I think there might be a couple of Democrats. They're going to say, "I can't do this. I will get destroyed at the polls." Like uh, Tom Swazi or. Maybe somebody from New Jersey and more moderate Democratic areas. Swing well, I'm areas thinking mostly the Senate. Down. You know, it's, it's already it's already done uh, as far as the Congress is concerned. It's going to pass uh, mm-hmm. or passed. I'm sorry, um, but uh, the Senate. I think there's a couple of those characters that are going to say stand up and get a spine. Uh, so I wouldn't 100 percent count on Mansion because Mansion could flip. Right, he could, which is what they've tried to get him to do all along. Not yeah. yet. What could make him flip at this point? After all that's gone on, what could make him flip now? Offer him maybe the uh, majority leader spot. Uh, You know, there's all kinds of things. You know, it's a pay boost. It's a pretty powerful political position. You end up controlling the Senate re-election funds. Um, It's uh, There's many things that they can do for him uh, that would make him flip. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not uh, a legitimate guy and, uh, you know, he's going to be bought. Uh, what I am saying is, is that he's getting an immense amount of heat. And uh, at some point in time, he could he could buckle. So I hope, I hope for everybody's sake that there are a couple of other uh, stiff neck spine people in that Senate. Mm-hmm. As we move towards a new year and 2022 upon us, of course, like we said, just a few weeks away, the Senate, the House, local elections, what happened earlier this month on Election Day 2021, early November, has the Democratic Party, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, gotten the message, at least to some extent, as to what happened on Election Day around this country? I have to believe that many members do uh, did get the message. The question is is how much money is being thrown their way to to talk to talk and walk to walk. Uh, and um, so, you know, Nancy Pelosi uh, wields a very heavy stick, uh, and she does not want to give this her speaker's job up. Uh, so, uh, I I think. Uh, I think that everybody's going to, you know, we might have some defections. Look, there are a lot of districts, particularly in the House, 
that are grab bags and could go either way. Uh, so this could this is going to flip. It's a midterm. It's a natural midterm flip. It's consistent with all the years in the past. Uh, and on top of that, uh, if Biden keeps going in, in, the, in the tank uh, on his approval ratings, uh, people are going to say, wait a minute. Uh, their hope is they think a lot of they've been sold a bill of goods that passing this Build Back Better plan uh, is going to get them reelected. How worried are we about COVID cases shooting up again during the Thanksgiving holiday into the Christmas holiday season? The NFL instituting some new testing rules after Thanksgiving. I guess everybody's got to be tested twice a week for the rest of the season, whether you are vaccinated as a player or not. That includes Aaron Rodgers. That includes Jets quarterback Joe Flacco, who seemingly is among the 6% of NFL players not vaccinated right now. How worried are we locally and nationally as a society, whether we are hearing about this now or not? Well, I have to say that uh, I don't trust anything that comes out of out of uh, government anymore, particularly with uh, COVID. Uh, so um, we were told if we got vaccinated, we'd be safe. Uh, then we were now we're told if you get the booster, you're going to be safe. Which I uh, got yesterday and you got a couple of days ago. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, right now I'm safe, uh, but <laughs> I don't know what could happen tomorrow. I don't trust uh, whether this this virus uh, affects people in different ways. Uh, and so the alternative is to shut everybody's doors, go back into lockdown mode, which will be the destruction of this country for good, for good. Um, so you have to keep going. Uh, and I'm not convinced that wearing masks and getting vaccinated is going to stop people from getting this virus. Could it be that our public officials seriously want to get us through the holiday shopping and spending season for the sake of businesses locally, regionally, nationally? And then after that, we may face some kind of a lockdown, some form of a lockdown after the holidays and every after everybody counts the money that they made. Well, I don't know if it, that that's going to be the sequence, but I can tell you that I believe that the Senate and the House, those people want to get the heck out of Washington as fast as possible. They have a recess coming up for Thanksgiving. Then they have the Christmas recess. Uh, the, the, the little things that they can stay away from, uh, they're happy to do it because there's nothing good coming out of there. If, uh, I mean, can you name anything? No. No, maybe maybe the infrastructure bill will help improve some of our yeah, roads. Remember that infrastructure bill was the locally. Yeah, wait a minute, John. That same that infrastructure bill was the same amount of money that is given every. I think it's three years. I said maybe. Yeah. yeah. So that that's not going to change anything. That's going to be keep things going the way they were going. The other money is all Green New Deal money, and. Uh, you know, this is a joke. The Green New Deal thing is a joke. They have now admitted that they want us to pay so much for gas and heating oil that we're going to run to electric cars. Well, uh, the village idiots that are telling us this, um, they forgot you got to plug those cars in. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, our 
we are now, and we're sitting here begging China and Russia for fuel that we already have in Atlantis. And OPEC. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, this, is, this is a horror show, and I don't see anything that, the, that this administration is doing to right the ship. Um, you know, Biden came out, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, and said, uh, you know, I got the ports moving again. Well, there's still uh, almost 100 ships sitting out on Long Beach Island in, in California that are not getting offloaded. And if you talk to the people at the docks, they'll tell you, yeah, we could, we could probably get those ships done in a month or two, but we'd have another, you know, 100 coming right back behind it. And we don't have the truckers to get the stuff out. It's not almost the handling as much as we don't have trucks to hitch it up to. So this is a problem that is not being solved. And I think I spoke to you about this the last time. If I was president, which we won't see in anybody's lifetime, who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I, I wouldn't want the job. Uh, okay. You know, it's it's like being uh, it's like being president of your condo board. Uh, nobody says, "Hey, you're doing a great job." <laughs> the, the, you know, the elevator's not working right, or this and that. It's just there's no upside to that job, uh, and the pay's not so great that you're gonna uh, you know get destroyed. You'll make the best of it, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a, it's a living, I guess. But, yeah. Um, uh, what I was going to say is that, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, actually. Um, we were talking about the docks. Uh, oh, and um, this inflation is, uh, so Biden said that he's got it under control. Well, he doesn't have it under control. Uh, he doesn't have this inflation under control. The supermarkets, even the, the products that we are producing locally, aren't getting out to market. Uh, and what does he want to do with that? He wants to pour some more gasoline on the fire by giving people free money, which takes them off the hook for less spending so they don't have to work as hard. Mm-hmm. Do we need a park over the Cross Bronx as part of this new infrastructure bill as seemingly Chuck Schumer and Richie Torres from the Bronx want to build? I say fix my roads, fix my Cross Bronx. We have enough parks I can go to any park I want to go to, any park I can find just a few blocks away from wherever you might be around this tri-state area. But yeah. if roads aren't fixed, we can't this do anything. We can't travel. We can't move commerce. We can't get to work. We can't get our kids to school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is not new money that you can do follies with. The money for transportation and for infrastructure is money that feeds the 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 animals that, you know, are the road animals that, that are constantly getting chewed up here in this country, it just feeds a continuation of the work. This is not to say, well, let's go spend, you know, $50 million on a new Amtrak rail, speed rail. It's not there. It's not in this budget. Uh, so they can talk all they want. The interesting thing is, and I've given some thought to this, about the extra COVID money that the county has, state has, the cities have. We're not talking about, uh, you know, nickels and dimes here. We're talking about a hundred, I think Westchester was 180 million. Wow. Now, what would you do with that money? A lot of things you can do with that money, right? Well, you could either pour it into the communities. Right. Or you can be somewhat fiscally responsible and take half of it 
and pay down some of the bonds. So lower our interest rates because uh, we may never have another opportunity to do it in that fashion. Uh, and then you spend some money on things that are going to help not only the, the people that live there, but help the community grow. We can invest in helping people with IDA financing for new factories and, and uh, various types of, uh, of construction. Uh, we can use this money. Uh, and there are very few restrictions on it. And I don't know what the various governments are going to do with it. Howard Sturman, you may not want to be president, but I say Howard Sturman for controller. Good job. Well, I have to like Tom, Tom DiNapoli. He's a pretty good controller. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, but he's not going to do it forever. So how about you next? Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, he, I think I'll be, I think I'll be, a. he's not much younger than I am, maybe 10 years. Okay. Uh, but, uh, um, and uh, unfortunately we get criticized when we're together. He, we look like we're related. Uh, but um, you may be. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, Who knows? Yeah, my brother from another mother, I guess. Uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Howard, if I'm coming down from New Rochelle and I have to get to New Jersey, I want my cross Bronx to work. That's all I know. Howard Sturman. That's a dream. That's a dream. That's a dream, but dreams sometimes come true. But I have a solution for you, John. What's that? I guarantee it'll work. Take another route. That may not work, actually. (laughs) That's why we need so much money for our roads locally. Nothing works. Or as they say about Westchester, Howard, the county whose roads are named after the rivers that flood them. Okay. Okay. I haven't heard that, but that's very good. The county whose roads are named after the rivers who flood them. Westchester. Westchester Talk Radio with Howard Sturman. He is the publisher and CEO of the Hometown Media Group, Hometown Media Group Online, publications up and down the Sound Shore area from New Rochelle and Eastchester, all the way up through Port Chester and Rye, also a long time, more than 20 years, political analyst at 1460 WBOX AM Radio in New Rochelle. Howard Sturman, we thank you here on The Beat in Westchester. Look forward to talking to you again soon. And we are produced by Shark Creative. I'm John Marino. We are made possible by... Thank you, Howard. By the way, after 20 years, I'm sooner or later going to get this political stuff right. So I'll keep working at it. I think you've got it right. So (laughs) we'll talk again in a few weeks. Robeson Oil, you know, is the house... Have have all your listeners have a great Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to you and yours too, Howard. Howard Stern. Thank you. Take care. Lipolis Electric, don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis, White Plains Hospital, High Tower, Westchester, managing your wealth through fiduciary standard. Also, Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of Armand and by Tompkins, Maripac Bank. Catch all of our Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Duchess, Orange, and Fairfield County Talk Radio programming on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube. And we do have an app now at Westchester Talk Radio for you to download, take with you anywhere and everywhere you go. It's called Westchester Talk. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy, Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.